everyone welcome back to black or couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of viking season one episode six burial of the dead written of course by michael hearst directed by sirian donnelly i gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10 i enjoyed the fast paced of everything we got a little bit more of an understanding of earl haroldson and by the end of it we're back in fucking england ready to take on king ale or ayla who is the king of not mercia wessex right i could be mistaken on that one we'll find out uh, Northumbria that's what it is I knew it wasn't we- I knew it couldn't have been Wessex actually <laughs> because these are the more prominent but Northumbria that is that's where we find ourselves and now I can't I can't get this out of my head me saying Northumbria like that song by Rihanna Northumbria Disturbia <laughs> Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback on Vikings or any other show that we do, blackercouch at gmail.com. There's also, you might be hearing uh, the trash truck coming around collecting, and that mofo is loud. We begin this episode with Floki coming in. He always feel like he's cracked out. Even when later on the the funeral's going on, he sees Fyro, Fire, Fyro. I said, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. And he's over there hopping and joking and doing his hee 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 hee. I mean, he's either a closeted, (laughs) which we know he is in a closeted pedophile. Or he's just, he's, uh, he's special in some kind of capacity, but he is still Ragnar Lothbrok's best friend at this time in history. As we see, he sits right at the foot of him like a good dog. Uh, (laughs) that was just an observation I picked up in this episode, but he tells the Earl, Hey, he has challenged you to single combat oh what is that guy's name i forgot it once again (laughs) i always forget his freaking name and i hate him so much and he died this episode and it was wonderful but i always forget what he is called douchebag let's just leave it at that douchebag he says tell ragnar we decline his offer the earl does at first object by saying you know why does if i accept this challenge you know that would mean he's equal to me and he's also a criminal and i've condemned him as a criminal so that would also be beneath me however thinking of the seer's words about how his death would make him earl and that he does seek his death he thinks he should confront this head-on and he accepts the challenge despite having no objective to really take it other than this is the right thing to do you know if i'm going to test the gods and i think that they're still on my side i have to i have to see this through 
Siggy comes out to him a little later uh, that night because they're going to do this tomorrow. Ragnar had spent the time having sex with his wife who told him that she is concerned and that you should only fight when you are assured of the victory and that he is severely injured he's still recovering anyway and he says well maybe that actually makes us equal since that he's an old man so in my prime i would be able to simply uh destroy him and in the morning he has a very quiet moment with his family whereas that night siggy is concerned like you need to rest up but he is considering his fate he's thinking about what tomorrow could possibly bring for him which would be death and he says something that surprises siggy and i'm sure probably the audience in general or i don't know shy and mimi (laughs) and don't be like oh you do this ahead of time but no that was my impression everything that i'm saying is in context of the episodes so while there is uh there is the idea that i have seen a majority of these seasons up until maybe uh yeah i think i stopped around season four uh i i i'm not inferring i'm basing it my opinion of the episode firmly at least that's what i'm telling myself to base it completely in only the context of said episode as we go along uh but that being said he points out that i have to kill a man i might have to kill a man he well of course he's gonna say i'm gonna kill a man he has to have confidence in itself no one going into battle being like well I think I might lose. That's not that's not it, that's not doing anything for your psyche. But he admits that he respects Ragnar and that he was right about the western lands and he says even in my heart I knew that was that was probably the correct thing and it's likely the key to our futures. However, I couldn't tell him that. If I was to tell him that, everyone that supported me would go to his side. And thus it it came to this head because this is the type of environment that vikings thrive in it is about competition respect and leadership is based on a virality it is based on absolute faith and confidence in your earl the minute you are perceived weak you can no longer rule he tells her a lie which is that the seer predicted that he would win he's then seen the next morning looking for that faith but he admits and siggy overhears that he does not feel the god he's lost his faith is what or at least he's struggling with his faith or he feels that he is not favored and he's trying to win back the favor of the gods by going through with this and i think that's what also informs on his decision his wife gives him a necklace with their children's hair he's been thinking a lot about his children about his boys and their death we see it still haunting him and the fight begins and it it just happens (laughs) there's no uh no long drag out the battle occurs and Ragnar is able to win he's able to get the upper hand 
because he's injured it is more of an equal battle and he tells him odin is here he didn't make fun of him in the hall like he's the son of odin he believes that that is his propaganda and then him with this west thing like all of the all of the uh favor is in his favor right now something that the earl said that's what i used to be you know i used to be someone who was ambitious someone who was fearless he reminds me a lot of myself so there's a respect there and you see that respect is mutual when ragnar says hey odin's here to take one of us to valhalla and instead of killing him in some brutal manner and lets him die with dignity by simply slitting his wrists siggy pushed him out the way excuse me bitch tried to stop the bleeding but her husband removes her and he's like i'm gonna be feasting with our boys tonight let me die with grace die with peace accept this fate once he does die her and her daughter must have been conspiring like we gonna take out this this husband of yours (laughs) because we had a brief moment where they're in bed together and he tells her to get up and get me some pickled herring because he's starving she's like you don't wash why can't you bathe you bring it in the bed it's already gonna smell he's like look uh you better quit your nagging and get me my shit or i will beat you Siggy so said nobody beats my daughter and takes a dagger and murders him in front of everybody and not one person gives a fuck before saying all hail earl ragnar because he now has taken the position as earl he's come up in the world you even see athelstan over there all hail earl ragnar (laughs) he goes into the hall everyone encourages him to take the seat his family is up there now now elevated in society and they have their first meeting of swearing allegiance his friend leaf or leif is the first to offer his allegiance and he tells him no you are a friend of mine you are nay uh oh my other baby over there torsten all of you are my friends you do not have to swear this particular allegiance to me there's a moment with rollo because he just cannot be rollo where he comes over and he says you know you don't have to swear allegiance and he says i will anyway and he says something very poignant here which is i will swear allegiance as long as you're as the fates are with you or something to that effect but he's clearly jealous as he hugs him and says only for his ears how could we ever be equals now brother and it's not even that he wants yeah he does he wants everything that ragnar has and i i try to be so kind to rollo sometimes in this phase of his life because he is just a product of his environment but he is also just just petty he doesn't you know his he doesn't do enough for himself for for him to be so salty 
he can't blame his brother for people giving him all of the credit all the time and if you really wanted to be earl why didn't you make that your objective right why instead of trying to go in there you tried to play your own political game and you got played you're not as smart you're not as capable and you're not as able right now and instead of accepting that part of your own persona you're constantly taking it out on Ragnar and that's where I find myself not supporting you because it really isn't his fault like yes you were involved yes you have your part to play and you've played it but Ragnar is never not giving you your credit so for you to continue with this cycle of well now I'm going to take your position it's just you wonder what their parents were like quite frankly (laughs) there's just this insistent jealousy that he has for his brother that is very toxic considering his brother does not have that same level of animosity or competitiveness with him so it just comes off as bullying behavior and makes him an ass we meet torsten who is an old man teased for being an old man he swears his allegiance but he asks a favor he wants to go raiding with them when they go in the summer back to england uh ragnar says look i don't want to insult you but you are he's like yeah i'm old and this is actually in hindsight a very affecting speech because he says yes i'm old and i've had friends and they're all gone and i'm still here and i want to be with my friends i want to be feasting in valhalla i yearn for my death i want to die in battle because that is the most honorable death and the only way into valhalla and i by some cursed wretched fate i have not been able to to join my friends and i'm alone now that everyone else is gone so the idea of even growing old in viking culture is an enigma in itself it's a it's a saddened type of existence particularly when you add on the the religious aspect of it so hearing his passionate cry everyone agrees that he would go with them to to england there's a brief moment between him and athelstan where athelstan asks why are you giving an elaborate funeral which we see is in one of the longboats to the earl if he was your enemy and he says well yeah but he also was a good man a great man and deserves to be buried in the manner of what he did accomplish and for who he was and thus i will give him this uh this grand send-off he says come with me i want to show you something more aspects of their viking culture but athelstan is appalled when he introduces a a slave girl out of all the slaves they were asked who wants to join their master in death and she agreed to do so in viking culture these women are usually given a lot of drugs and correct as uh bjorn tells a very appalled athelstan later on 
Like, what's she doing up in there? Uh, the men in there are having sex with her, and they're telling her, we do this for your master, or tell your master hi, and we wish him well in Valhalla, or something to that effect. And Athos is like, they do what now? I he, of course, is very confused that people would want to die that that is their goal uh in life and that someone would allow themselves to be treated in such a fashion but it is part of their religion and she's not being compelled to do this this is all voluntary uh she's then brought out the slave girl and she's given another thing to drink and she meets the angel of death who looks amazing and he made the sign of the cross as soon as he saw her and she says i see my master he's in valhalla i want to join him and the woman slits her throat She is then picked up, still alive, but bleeding out, and joined in the boat with her master before the boat is set on fire. Siggy does ask to be the one to light the torch, but Ragnar's graciousness can only go so far. And he sets the, the boat himself on fire. As everyone is watching the funeral procession as the boat is sent off into the water lagatha gives ragnar some news that she is with child he immediately gets emotional tears up gets to his knees and he says i know you are a boy that seer told me so and you have made me very happy my son and she's like i have the best husband in the world <laughs> this of course is another thing that rollo does not want to see he has a very hateful look on his face a jealous one as well so he goes and locates theory and her mother siggy that are collecting their things and valuables because the way of it is is that the old family is usually murdered uh and if not murdered will be pretty much uh ignored ostracized in the community the thing about his brother he even says so himself you know he'll ragnar won't do that he he doesn't hold grudges he's weird that way because his brother is given all of the the blessings right now he's being celebrated he's the new earl he has nothing for himself and instead of being happy for his brother he decides that he's gonna take or salvage the only thing he can which is siggy herself being a prior earl's wife he says wouldn't you like to be an earl's wife again who me i'm going to topple my brother and become the next earl that is in his cards and he is gonna take theory and Siki under his wing so that he has something of value he considers out of all of the the things that have that are left on the plate to eat 
i understand siggy accepting this proposal because i have a daughter and as she said i will have nowhere to go so being under the 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 protection of the brother of the earl is not a bad place to be and he clearly wants her and they had that whole kiss so that's that's what we have to look forward to (laughs) some time has passed after this moment oh wait the only other thing is when fucking bjorn talking about what's the matter with you priest you must stay or my father will hear of this (laughs) like why do you gotta be such a dick all the time i hate that little kid (laughs) i don't have any qualms about admitting i hate that little kid uh then some time has passed we see lagatha is a little bit more far along in her pregnancy uh siggy has accepted rollo's protection bjorn is cold he also wants to go on the raids uh ragnar says no (laughs) do not be so eager to get out there and fight he says you can't keep me from my destiny so you sound like your uncle when he doesn't know what to say then athelstan says look i've heard all the stories i need to know about this ragnarok let me know and he uses the the moniker let's tell this ignorant christian but i do think he was using that in a way to get everyone else to be okay with him telling this particular tale he's like get the leaves (laughs) and it gets all smoky up in there and then the seer shows up Ah! i laughed so loud because i wanted him to be like our story starts at the dawn of time But he tells them all about Ragnarok. It's basically the end of the world. Uh, Fenyar came up. Fenyar? The Loki sun swallows the the sun. And it's all over. Everybody dies. It's horrible. So everyone's got their end of time thing. Theirs just involves gods. And a huge bitch after the story of ragnarok it's spring the vikings are back in england their ships are coming up the river king ayla is informed of this he's like well what kind of ships do they have where they can not only cross the the land but we they also can cross up the rivers like this is a new bit of technology and the reason why the vikings were so successful and his the one soldier who escaped last time was talking about how they're demon possessed he's like yeah i've been waiting to take my revenge out on you he's like let me show you something you see this this is a snake pit this is a snake pit and how i'm gonna kill this ragnar lothbrook and these heathens and barbarians and he tosses him into the pit for being weak sauce and he waited a whole fucking year to do that to him that's 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 fun. like i'm gonna build this you have no idea i'm technically building this with you in mind and anyone else who crosses paths with me this dude seems like uh, a bit of a an ass i don't feel intimidated as much as i feel as if he has a chip on his shoulder 
and we are we are now in the in the gist of it we've come back we're gonna raid again but king ayla thinks that this time being informed that he is going to win the day so how does ragnar and his fellow vikings handle that we will see next episode i don't think there's anything else to discuss yeah for the most part not much else to discuss in this one so let's head on to the feedback Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Vikings episode six of season one. This one, um, I enjoyed this one uh, because some of, some of the stuff that was done was very familiar, um, but some of it was not. So it was very interesting to see their rituals, traditions, or whatever you want to call them when it comes to certain things. Um, I mean, there, we still hear some of the terminology that we heard in um, Vikings Valhalla. And so it was, um, it was very interesting, there, this show's take on all of that. So we knew that we knew that Ragnar had challenged um, Haraldson to a duel, to combat to the death, um, and Floki was gonna be the messenger. I was surprised that I mean I, that nothing happened to Floki because that was like one of my you know questions like uh, when he goes up because you know they use his brother to lure him out so but i guess once you sometimes some type of honor code um you don't kill the messenger (laughs) so to speak so he accepted the challenge um because you know we got our male pride and we gotta you know can't go out like that i mean he had an out and he gave himself a a good explanation as to why he wouldn't accept it but then he thought about what the seer said and i'm not quite sure like what he said that i mean i, I mean they showed the flashback but i'm not sure in regards to that like what about what that that he said that made uh, maybe i'm just missing something which is not surprising that's always possible so but yeah he went told his wife siggy um, that the seer promised that he would win. And I was like, uh, when did that happen? <laughs> so, um, then we see the daughter. Ooh, oh my, oh my gosh. And yeah, and this, this is definitely not surprising. I've seen some documentaries myself back in the day where, uh, and of course, just hearing you talk and just knowing that time that those are the sign of the times you know women really didn't have that much of a voice especially in um high society you know you got married off and and there's always to some it's always about power and obtaining wealth um so yeah i mean you normally see young women with these old nasty guys and not there was nothing different about this guy it was like ew (laughs) it's like oh can you wash like everybody else and i'm like oh my gosh i just can't imagine how stinky he was especially when you're a bigger person and you're not washing either anyway throw up time 
so we see Haroldson praying to the gods um, and talking about how he can't feel the presence. And I'm like, and, and he was asking for a sign. I was like, I think that's a sign. If you can't feel um, Odin's presence or what did they say? Osnar? No, it's Odin, right? Um, presence. Um, that's a sign that <laughs> is maybe uh, God's not on your side. Um, but that maybe that's me. So I'm surprised that he didn't set a trap. But I guess once everybody was in the know about this challenge. But again, I mean, he could always lie his way out of it. And like, oh, yeah, I was waiting. And then because, you know, he already he was shady with um, what happened in the last previous episode not, or the previous one, whatever. You know, the one where um, he sneakily attacked um Ragnar so but yeah he's talked to his wife about having respect for him but obviously he also feels threatened by him as well um you know like he was talking about the younger version he felt a younger version of himself so yeah there's that but we see Ragnar and Haraldson do their fighting and then we see Haraldson go to Valhalla because he did not he did not make it um so yeah there's that and then of course you know i mean i will say i feel for in one aspect i do feel for haroldson because you know not just the death of one but two of your children um and i know that um vikings um and even back in the day you know high again high society high, titled um they hold very great value in their sons and so to have both of them die, no one to carry on his legacy or carry the title, he just has the daughter, um, is a blow, it's a serious blow. And you could and you could just tell that he never got over it. Um, and the death of the child, period, is just such something that I just can't imagine. I know that I'm going through that a bit with my mom, I mean, I'm, you know, trying to really understand, I mean, she's reaching out more and she's wanting a relationship with me and my sister a lot more after um my sister passed away so i can understand um just seeing it from that perspective and you know trying to empathize and relate to my mom on that on that not totally relate but you know understand where she's coming from when it comes to that she's already lost one daughter um so she's really wanting a relationship i mean us to have more you know stuff do more stuff together um so yeah um it's interesting like i was saying or did i say about the rituals and traditions i mean i find them very interesting it's such a brutal existence but at the same time it's just very true to the times it's just it's just the way it is um it's just in survival of the fittest type of mentality you beat you kill the the top dog you take over um and you become the top dog and now all the eyes are on you the target is you you're the target um and we see that with rollo which i'm not surprised at i mean he's i mean he's such a complex character in a way because on the one hand he shows this loyalty but i wonder if there's some calculation behind that loyalty but then again it's like he he was tortured i mean he did not give away his brother so i guess there's a certain amount of honor 
even though it seems like he's plotting against Ragnar to get the throne. So it's just very, it's just a very, it's like in one minute you're like, okay. But then you see him, you know, plotting with Siggy, talking about um, how would you like to be the uh, married to the new, the new Earl. So that's very interesting. But we got a new regime. Ragnar is the new Earl. Um, we saw that speaking of the traditions or the rituals that they have i'm like what was that <laughs> the slave girl i'm like hell no there's no way i'm dying and i wasn't quite under like what was it supposed to be an honor thing for her that she dies because the others they had a choice it doesn't seem like the other slaves were down with that life um but she was willing to die with him or die along with him into Valhalla and I guess there's like a reward for her on the other side is that what that's pertaining to why she would just have such a brutal death because I'm like damn you uh <laughs> gotta have sex with uh, men and then get your throat cut uh, sliced open uh okay I guess I don't I it's just so brutal but again, that's those were the times. And then we see them heading back to time had passed because, um, man, uh, Lagertha, she's like way far along in her pregnancy. So um, and we see that Ragnar still hasn't fully recovered. He's got a limp. So I guess that's permanent. Um, but that didn't stop him from killing Harrelson. Um, so they're headed back to England this time. It seems like they're ready for them because they got, and which brings it back to the, um, the story of Ragnarok when they were talking about Thor killing the serpents and dying by, from venom. So I'm wondering if that's foreshadowing something since we saw that pit full of snakes. And so very interested in that because it seemed like this, you know, they were describing the very dark future for the next three years so a lot of death and destruction and not so great things seems to be um foreshadowed um from you know it was kind of hard to understand what the hell they were talking about but i got bits and pieces of it so that's what it appears to be going with um but anyway that's all i have until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy Thank you, Queen Shiver, your thoughts on this episode. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I'm also glad to hear that there's some reconciliation going on between you and your mom. Uh, as far as this episode goes, yes, for the Viking slave girl, that is considered a bit of an honor to be buried alive. But just know they showed it in this capacity of the slave girls choosing to to be sacrificed that was not always the case <laughs> uh and it's not just it's really not just viking culture it happens in uh many other indigenous cultures where slaves are killed with their masters they believe that material things in this life can follow you into the afterlife the egyptians the mayans the you know it's not a lot of people like to point to just certain particularly viking societies as pagan but paganism was practiced 
very often even in the more sophisticated roman society so it is not uh it, it not to the same extent and in different ways but there are not many cultures that didn't practice some type of at some point in time uh you know death and uh even you know massacring people and and sacrifice that's what i meant to say uh for their religious beliefs additionally um with earl harrelson i think he saw this opportunity with ragnar as a way to regain odin's favor uh, after losing it after the death of his sons i think that when you lose your faith i think he tried to win his faith back so that he can get the continued blessing of of odin he also is dealing with the guilt of not even being able to avenge his boys avenge their death bring the person responsible to justice and here you are the most powerful person in your land and you can't accomplish that so it's also a personal failure lastly i'm glad you brought up the hygiene because vikings surprisingly were very well groomed very well you know they weren't even britons (laughs) the women would abandon their husbands and and hook up with the vikings because you know they did take a lot more care with their actual personal hygiene they believed in smelling good bathing if not more than once or twice a week they would at least wash so they 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 knew that bathing was an important part of life the way romans did so despite being called barbarians to the britons they had more modernized techniques when it came to hygiene than the britons ever did that is going to conclude our podcast this week if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media once again will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic